welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. We're continuing our series on Beyond the Blessed Life, God's perfect plan to overcome all financial stresses. We're now going to get into chapter six, which is humbly, humbly grateful, not grumbly hateful. This is a very, very powerful chapter and is one of the missing keys to why some people say, why do certain people appear to be always blessed and have more than enough? And I'm tithing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but it's not. I don't see this abundance. I don't see this overflow. Listen, God is not a respecter of persons. Let's get that straight right now. God is a good God, and he's not a respected person. What he did for someone else, he will do for you if you, what? Are obedient and walk in his precepts, walk in the principles that he's given you. And one of the issues, and and it's hard because this whole world system is set up to make people grumbly hateful instead of humbly grateful. And that's the truth. And you can always look and see someone getting more than you're getting, someone getting promoted more than you, someone, do, you know. And if you keep your eyes on that instead of looking at how awesome God is with, with what he's done for you, right, instead of looking at what other people are getting or what other people are doing, uh, that's a major, major key. So... It was the vignette that um, Dr. Morris opened up with was very powerful. Um, It was um, one of his members of his church, basically had a very good job, um, lived in, had a very beautiful home and wonderful family. I mean, just wonderful. And he went on a mission trip into Africa to Basically, um, checking on the fiduciary responsibility, making sure that monies are being properly spent, things are, you know, are actually being um, done. I mean, that was a very important um, mission that he went on. And one of the things that that trip did for him was it corrected uh, um, something that was growing in his heart, and he didn't even realize it. He lived in Dallas. And every day that he had to go to work, he had to drive through two of the most influential and most expensive neighborhoods in Dallas. So he was driving past the ultra rich and um, homes and one percenters or whatever you want to call them. And he was driving through there, both neighborhoods. And it started, the enemy started planting seeds in his heart. And he, all of a sudden, his house didn't look so good. His marriage didn't look so good. His job didn't look so good. And he started developing um, a grumbly, hateful heart, and he didn't know it. But when he landed in Africa, and they went into the supposedly the best hotel that they had available, although they were trying to be good stewards 
of the money, you know, to um, pay for them to come over and, you know, check everything. Sewage was running right in front of the hotel, so had a ghastly smell. And he basically, when they got out to where, you know, the mission work was being conducted, it was amazing how grateful and humble and people were to to get the their needs met through um the mission and it straightened him up quite a bit he realized that he has a beautiful home he has a wonderful marriage he has a wonderful family he has a wonderful job what was his problem when people were much far less than him were just explosively happy and grateful now why is this so important it is important because it's another spiritual gateway just like we learned about first things first putting God first God has to be the first of the first fruit he has to be first and it is a gateway to blessings and abundance and the multiplication factor well it is, I should say, it's a door. It's a door. It's a window, a window of heaven that's opened up when people have, the people are grateful and humble, right? So when you are not humble, when you are not grateful, you open up a gate, the gate of hell. You open up every evil work will come in and try to wipe you out. And I've seen it in my own life. When I wasn't grateful, when I wasn't humble, I, I mean, it was as if I was stomped. I mean, Satan tried to stomp me into the ground. Fortunately for me, I had good teaching, God's mercy and grace and got straightened out, got back to a, a humble and grateful heart and things turned around for me. I've seen it with my friends that get upset about, you know, inequities and, and they're, you know, it, they're, they're out there, but it's not God. It's not our daddy. Abba Father, you, you have, and I see how all hell breaks loose on people who are not grateful, who are not humble, who are not appreciative. One of the most powerful lessons I've learned is, you know, having my mother, um, Esther Williams, she's just awesome, um, live with me. This woman is just phenomenal. You know, and I, when, when she came, I was looking at, I'm helping my mom out, and God opened up my eyes and said, I had gotten really ill and my mother has basically been helping me and um, to man kind of maneuver through this season in my life. You know, I mean, there's a, a point where my mother actually get, gave me a bath. My muscles and my bones were in so much pain. I'm like, who? And she bathed me with such tenderness, with such Kindness with such love. Who on the planet is going to care for you like that other than your mama? So, but once again, 
you got to look at things through the correct what perspective, right? So when you have an attitude of ingratitude, when you are not humble, God, God is not going to be on your side. God is not, and Satan is waiting in the wings to, <laughs> to devour you, to wipe you out. And so there's a lot of power. There's a, the, the, there's an enormous amount of power in the simple heart of gratitude. This is how you get the Mother Teresas. This is how you get the Martin Luther Kings. This is how you get the Mary Cloud Bethunes. This is how you see these great men and women of God doing great exploits for the kingdom of God because they are humble and they are grateful for what God is doing for them and they don't keep they don't keep their eyes on what's happening to everybody else they keep their eyes on Christ Jesus and they're thankful they're thankful for what the living God has provided for them you know it's amazing you earlier the chapters we talked about some of the richest most powerful men they were definitely the one percenters and many of them basically had miserable lives because there's a lot of stuff that comes along with mammon. Mammon is a spirit that's attached to everything that's concerning money because Satan wants people to shift their allegiance to him through money versus the being dependent on God as our source. A major key to successful stewardship and a life of blessings is simply maintaining a grateful heart. In everything, give thanks for this and, and God will, God will Bless us. Be grateful and give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. Okay? So we enter God's gates with thanksgiving. We enter his presence with praise. One of the, one, I start walking in this, not all, you know, all, not all the time, but there have been some great moments where some really tough things, not so good things from my perspective, happened to me. But and in my flesh, my mind, my will, and my emotions wanted to be upset. And but what I did was my spirit rose up and I went into thanks and praise. Now, most people are like, how can you go into thanks and praise? When you really don't feel like it, it's, things aren't going in your in your perspective. From your perspective, it doesn't appear to be going well. But every time I went against the flesh, I went against the mind and will and emotion that was not in alignment with God's holy word. When I went ahead and followed God's Word by saying in all things. Now you're not going to thank God for cancer. You're not going to thank God for sickness and disease. You're not going to thank God for lack and poverty. No, you're going to thank God 
it through those things. You know that above all, God wants you to prosper and be in good health. God wants to, he's already basically healed your body. You got to believe it and receive it. He, he has given you the riches and wealth of Christ Jesus, his only begotten son, all these things. But you have to recognize and be grateful and thankful. And when you do that, you bust Satan totally up. When you go into thanks and praise, when you really don't want to, when the situation doesn't look that good, you will see miracles break out in your life. Every time that I have went with the spirit, went with the word in situations that didn't look very good for me, I got a blessing. And sometimes the blessing is locked up in your enemies. Sometimes the blessing is locked up in the very people that have hatefully treated you or misused you or lied on you. But you know what? I was just listening um, once again to Ron Carpenter and this powerful teaching. And he was saying that rejoice. Again, God says rejoice when you are persecuted. Right. Rejoice when you are persecuted. Yeah. Rejoice when you are persecuted. Right. Because of you want to do the right thing. You're trying to do the right thing. And the enemy comes after you because you're trying to do the right thing. You're representing Christ Jesus. You're representing Daddy God. You're representing Lord God, Holy Spirit. Rejoice and be a, have be a great because you're about to open a great door of blessings. Yes, yes. When you are persecuted, when you are going through some things, that it's a giant. And guess what? That's what happened to David. Little David bringing the cheese and bread for his brothers and the captains of the brother's army, right? On an errand for his father. Heard Goliath, the giant. Basically, talking about our God. And David was enraged. And David basically killed that giant. And in front, and in front of that, that, and when he once killed that giant, the open door to his ascent to his kingship began. Oh. So that's why God, Jesus says, be of good cheer. Because when you are pursued, when the enemy is pounding on you, that's a giant and he is already defeated. That giant is a defeated foe. Just like Caleb told Joshua, give me, give me the mountain where the giants are at 85 years old. He was, he said, I'm just as strong as I was in my forties as now in my eighties. And he went in there and his clan went in there and wiped out them down. They flee, they, they fleed out of there. Right? He took that mountain. Right? Because he was of good cheer and he realized he within us is greater than him that's in this world. Yes. Be, that's why God says be of good cheer. Because you're about to, if you will not back down like Meshach, Meshach and Abednego, right? Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. They didn't back down. They did not bow to Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. 
And yes, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And the people that threw them in died, but they didn't. Jesus himself came in and covered them. And when he got out, Nebuchadnezzar said, everybody, I need to bow down and worship their God. Right? Give God an opportunity to show up and show out on your behalf and watch God move in your life. But you got to be humble. You got to be grateful for what you have. I have... I have friends that are billion. I got a friend that's a billionaire. I've got a friend, a multimillionaire. I've got friends that have very little. I got friends on both ends of the spectrum. And you know what? I'm grateful and humble to, to know them both because it's not about the money. It's about relationships. It's about, um, tapping into the gifts that they have, the word of God that they, that's in them. That's going to help me grow into a better what? Disciple of Christ Jesus. So we need to be humble. We need to be grateful. And we cannot let the enemy, Satan, manipulate us through television and the media and social media. I mean, everybody's putting on these perfect pictures and and these perfect trips and these perfect supposed marriages and all this relationship. And it's not real. It's not real. A lot of that is not real. That social media has really messed up a lot of people. It's almost like the soap operas, which God told me to give up. Right? These perfect, perfect um, lives. No, that's not how it really works. One of the interesting things that um, Dr. Robert Morris brings out is chronic ingratitude opens the door of all kinds of evil in your life. That's right. Did you hear what I said? Chronic ingratitude, chronic hatefulness, chronic not being humble opens the door to all kinds of evil in your life. It is so important when you are unthankful, unthankfulness towards God literally opens a door to the enemy in your life. One of those which is he can bring a whole litany of bad things. And this this is the other thing that bothers me because people make choices, right? They choose not to read the word of God, not to go to the church, not to read their Bible, not to obey God's precepts. And guess what? When evil comes, because Satan is going to come through those doors and all hell breaks loose out in people's lives. First thing Satan has people saying to them, why did God let this happen? Daddy God, you had nothing to do with this. You opened that door with your choices. Now, can he get you out of it? Yes, he can. But you got to recognize and understand that when bad things happen, it is not it is not God punishing you. God don't need to punish you in any way. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he died. He died so that we could have his life, could have the blessed life. So God is good. 
and he can he he can train you and get you set up without one bad thing happening to you. But I don't like it when people turn around and bad things happen and they try to blame God. My daddy doesn't have nothing to do with that. Daddy God Uavi is a good God. And guess what? It's about your choices. It's about um, not having a humble and grateful heart. It's about not tithing, not giving, not following God's precepts. I've got two children. One is tithing, one is not. And 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 it's not a it's it's day and night, you know, day and night. And I've tried to tell the one that's not tithing, you are not going to get out of the mess of your finances until you put God first so that he can step in and help you. Right. And then I look at my my child that's tithing, still got a job, you know, when people are getting laid off and he's still, you know, it just it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So chronic ingratitude is not good. And if you have been like that, you can repent right now. Repent right now. Say, Daddy God, you ain't hey, I repent. Repentance means I'm going to go 180 degrees the opposite direction from this day forward. I'm going to be grateful. Please forgive me, Lord, for not being grateful, for not being humble, for not recognizing all the good things that you have done for me and for the people that I love. Right? And I want to be in every day. Look and see how good God has been for you. I had um, one of my friends, she has a, a multi-million dollar friend who's given her friends like $50,000, given her friends thousands of dollars. And guess what? They're not grateful. They're looking for what? More. More. And instead of being grateful, you can't buy friendship. You can't buy friendship. Okay, so this is another important key. Putting blame where it belongs. We have been tempting opportunity to slip into unthankfulness whenever we feel like our needs are being met. Now, I'm, I'm just as guilty as you are. I'm talking, preaching to myself. If, if, a person is consistently, consistently, more and more of their income is going out. It's deceptive and easy to start pointing an accusing finger at God instead of looking at how you are not lining your life up with God's precepts, with God's principle, with not putting God first, with not having an attitude of gratitude, for not being humble and grateful, for not budgeting, right? Right? You got to be like the ant. You got to be a saver. You got to be like the rock badger. You got to fortify your home, cut off the high electric bills, cut off the high telephone bills, cut off all these things that you're purchasing that you don't really need. That's another issue. And once again, we're getting into that heart thing, those two ditches, the materialism, the materialism ditch, right? Where you buy things that you don't need, right? And then you 
um, can't afford it because you're trying to follow the what? The Joneses. You're looking at your neighbor who just got a car, right? You're looking at your house compared to someone else. No, no. You have to recognize what you are doing. Ask the Holy Spirit if you've got blinders on. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what you can do or what are you not doing correctly, right? Some of it is about attitude. Some of it is about budgeting. Some of it is being mission-minded, purpose-driven, right? Provision, be a provision mindset, not a poverty mindset, not a um, extreme mindset where you basically um, look at prosperity in the wrong way. It is not our source. God is our source. When we set our hearts to be thankful and content with what we had, rather than buying everything our hearts desire, the atmosphere in our home and in our marriage and in every aspect of our life improves immediately. Stop financing things you can't afford. This is the whole credit card industry. And I'm getting out of debt. I'm cutting off using credit cards as much as I can. And eventually I won't have any credit cards. And I will operate in cash. That's exactly how I want to live. We have to look at Christ Jesus. We can't be looking at others. We, you can't impress people that you don't really know. You know. With stuff you don't really need and, then, and don't even care about, right? It's not good. This is the other thing that people need to understand. When you truly get serious about getting your finances in order, and God knows when you're serious, God gets serious about helping you. And I'm telling you, just like in the vignette earlier, whether it, um, I think it was David, that's what his name was, but basically, he had been looking for a job and looking for a job and looking for a job and getting turned down and getting turned down. You know, job wasn't paying well, keeping him away from his family. All of these things, right? And what happened? He got saved for real. He invited God into his life, turned his life around, started tithing. The minute he tithed, God came in. Guess what? Got a job offer, more money, benefits, didn't even submit an application immediately. <laughs> didn't even, because he got serious. God wants to bless his children, but we need to basically cultivate um, a thankful heart. And whenever, you know, and if you have a hard time with that, cut off some of that social media. Cut off some of them soap operas. Cut off all this, all this stuff people are watching on TV that is not real. Not real. One of the most powerful things you can do when you are discouraged, depressed, or under attack is to simply begin to thank God for what you have in your life. And you will see an immediate shift 
and everything. Please don't miss God's blessings. God blesses good stewards in the same way that he blesses generous givers. Matter of fact, you can't be a generous giver if you're not a good what? Steward. There's never a time when believers don't have something to be grateful for. We have something to be grateful for every, every day. Discontentment will move you and make you foolish in, in financial decisions. You'll spend money you don't have to buy things you don't need. Inside every faithful steward bears a heart of gratitude. Now I want to make sure that um, we close out this broadcast with Romans 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. To be 